ladies and gentlemen, it's the Mean Green Podcast. Welcome to it. Unfortunately, there is no Aldo today. He had to do some family stuff, uh, but it's fine. We can talk about it ourselves, guys, just me and you. Um, an ugly game. Let's be honest about it, right? Let's just be up front. Let's talk about it. North Texas played a terrible game. Uh, well, let me not be overly dramatic. North Texas played a game that was less than good. <laughs> Um, you know, there was a lot of mistakes, mostly offensively, right? We're being honest about it. It was not like North Texas was bad. You know, they had some room for error, I think. Um, and that's, that's not terrible, right? Like you can win. I don't, I don't like to apologize for winning. I think they indicate some other things, but if you win, it's the result you want, right? You're going for a win. You're going to uh, you're out there for a result, right? You know, I think you, there's a lot to take away from how you got to that result. But at a certain point, all that matters is whether or not you won or lost, right? That's what you're going for. And in this game, North Texas just needed to win. And uh, there were different circumstances, right? Like, it, it doesn't help that the run game is still hurting, um, that Isaiah Johnson is good for, like, I don't know, 35% of his game. His ankle still bothering him, and then he, he uh, somebody fell on his ankle halfway through the game. Uh, Ikaka Ragsdale is the number one running back. He's the only guy out there. He's also the best pass catcher, which uh, <laughs> limits things. You know, it's it's good in 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 the way you you always have him out there, and that you can do anything. You know, he caught a touchdown pass. He actually caught two, but there was a holding, a, a phantom holding, right? Um. But it, it limits you in other ways. You don't have fresh guys going all the time. You can't just go at the tempo that you want to go. You can't just run another running back in and just power at them. Uh, there's some injuries along the offensive line. Little things adding up, right? This is why you build depth, right? This is why you recruit, uh, even though you already have a guy. Like we already got a running back. Why are we bringing in a running back? So we have two, just in case one gets injured, or just that way we can bring some versatility. Um, you know, there's that. Um I don't want to sugarcoat things. The offense was poor, right? And some of that was, like I said, it was the circumstances. The rain, it was cold. Uh, the ball was slick. You know, there were some drops. North Texas scored, right? We we scored 14. Some scored 14 in the game. Rice scored 14 in the second quarter, uh, and they scored three in the fourth, right? It went up 17 to 14. North Texas, to their credit, scored when they needed to score, drove down the field, scored a touchdown, right? 75 yards on seven plays, I think it was. And six of those were running. One of them was passing. The little little dump to uh, to Ikaka Ragsdale. Is that going to beat UTSA? Probably not. But I don't know if you've watched a lot of UTSA. They, they beat up a rice, this Rice team, right? They, they have, um, was it that Barnes kid? 
Uh, he's been he's taken over running back duties, and he's been a lot more explosive for them. It's opened things up for him. Uh, but they have injuries. One of the receivers went down. They had a poor performance against UTEP. It was hard for them to get, you know, as enthused about it. They had to make a comeback. Rice gave them, I mean, UTEP gave them a lot of room for error. That's the thing that happens. Um, you know, in the same way that UTEP gave us North Texas a lot of room for error. Here, Rice, they were only going to play us one way, right? And if you look at this slightly differently, they had 415 yards of offense, just barely got to 400. Um, they ran for 186 yards. They ran well. They they snuck <laughs> they snuck some sneaky uh, long runs against us. Don't like that. The defense played solidly, however, and forced a lot of punts. You know, they only had the the 17 points. I think if North Texas uh, offense does you know plays to their average the way they've been playing all season long. Um, then this is a blowout, right? And then Rice has, you know, 17 points, but maybe they have 14 because they try to go for it at here and there and they don't kick a field goal, just th that kind of thing, right? Um, I don't think you can read a lot into it, but I think you could take away that, you know, Rice is a team that wants to run. I wrote this in the preview. I wrote in the preview that they're, uh, you know, playing a team that wants to run is different, right? It's always a little dangerous. Uh, you know, whether they can, they can actually run, but that is willing to run and, you know, it's going to attempt 44, 50 uh, runs a game. It's difficult, right? Because I think a lot of running the ball is willpower. you got to, you know, fire off the ball, be willing to hit somebody, push them off the ball 50 times, right? It's a lot of reps. Um, you know, it's it's a lot of work. And there are some teams that don't like to do it. They're like, yeah, I like to run the ball, but not when it gets hard. Not when, you know, you know it's, it's difficult when they have a fresh defensive tackle in there and he wants to fire off. I don't really want to do that. Um, and so Rice, they're happy to run. They, that's a thing about Mike Bloomgren's teams is that they are willing to run. They have been willing to run. They work on it all the time. They say this is the foundation of our program. We're going to run the ball. And so here they are running, right? Um, they... You know, there was a, a long of 33 for Ottaviano. Uh, everybody else has held to about 10, 14 yards. Ottaviano had the best game, and he averaged like 6.7 yards a tote. But nobody ran for 100 yards on one guy. It was sort of by committee. Um, you know, like, they did a good job. They ran for 186 yards, 4.2 yards per carry. That is concerning in that uh, against a more explosive back, and I think that Barnes kid from UTSA, is dangerous. He can turn those, you know, 33-yard runs to a 50-yard run, that kind of thing, right? 10-yard run into a 30-yard run, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I, I thought North Texas did a good job against UAB, as well as can be done against the best rushing attack in the league and then the best running back in the league. But I thought ultimately UAB was able to kill the game because they were able to run the ball. And I think looking forward, this might be what you're worried about. Like, is UTSA going to be able to do that? Probably that's what they're looking for. Uh, it didn't help that Mason Richards went down. We don't know his status. He was limping off the field. Well, he was carried off the field, you know, on one foot basically, just hopping around. We don't know the situation there. Um, but it come back to my same point, right? It's about depth. This is why you build a team um, with depth because at the end of 13, 14 games now, like college football is, uh, guys are going to be beat up less than 100%. And your roster is not going to look like it did at the beginning of the year, right? Uh, spring football looks a lot different than than um, November football. 
And um, you know, I think we're coming to that point. It, who who has the the guts to 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 battle through it, battle through injuries, all that kind of stuff? It's all the things that people praise football for, right? Football players are tough. They don't care. Uh, maybe <laughs> to their detriment, but whatever. That's that's what it is. Uh, I thought Ani played well, right? Classic Ani line, you know, sixteen of uh, twenty nine, which is about fifty percent, right? Was that fifty five percent something? Uh, 203 yards, two scores, you know, no interceptions. That was good. Uh, he wasn't helped by his receivers who dropped a few of them. Um, I think, uh, what did we have? Like, uh, Ragsdale was targeted six times, caught five of them, 59 yards. It's telling that your running back is the leading receiver. And then behind him was the tight end, right? Barkey's going to be caught three passes. Uh, he was targeted five times. North Texas keeping it close, right? Uh, not really throwing it downfield, and a lot of that was because they, you know, it was windy, uh, it was rainy, and they were just playing it close to the vest. I think it was fine. They felt like they were going to use up some of that room for error. I, there was a lot of punting, though, and I think they played it a little too close to the vest, and it got a little hairy there, you know. Um, Jerry Shorter he caught one touchdown, one catch, one touchdown, 45 yards, classic Shorter line. He was targeted three times. I think he dropped one. Uh, along the sideline, uh, we saw Smart, we saw Roberts, didn't see Damian Ward, you know, I was talking him up, uh, and didn't see, I, I, I didn't see, well, I didn't see him play, uh, but I was uh, not paying as close attention to who was on the field every time. Let's see, did he get on the field? Let me see. Um, he was at least not targeting, targeted. Uh, what else, what else we got? Um, you know, like, if you look at our drive chart, was it field goal attempt? Um, that was that was blocked. It was ungood. But that was our best drive in terms of plays, right? Eleven plays, forty-six yards, field goal attempt. Right. Next one's uh, three and out. Then we scored that touchdown. Uh, that was a long run. Another punt, three and out. A touchdown, seven plays, sixty-six yards. Three punts, and then two of them were three and outs, right? Um, and then what else we had? We had a touchdown. That that big one that I talked about after Rice finally went up as early fourth quarter, clutch time fourth quarter drive go ahead drive, I like that. That's something we saw against UTSA. This was much less dramatic and important and impressive, but it still counts, right? It's still important. If you don't get that, then everybody's you know freaking out. All twelve people in the stands are freaking out. And um, I thought it it showed again that North Texas can when they when when it comes down to it, they're they're able to make plays when it matters, when it's important, when the pressure's on. Um, at least in Conference USA level, which is fine. Um, I didn't like that they punted. If there was a lot of UTSA October 22nd vibes here, right, where offense is not super impressive, but we scored enough, hit a couple big ones to score. Um, we get the go-ahead touchdown late, and then with a chance to seal it, maybe score again, we mess up, punt the ball, um, and there's two plays there. One was that holding, right? So Ragsdale scores a long touchdown. That basically seals it because Rice wasn't really moving, doing much after that. They almost hadn't scored um, since the first half a touchdown, right? They kicked a field goal in the in the third, and they had one they missed. Uh, and their longest drive in the second half, there were two. One was eight plays, one was ten plays. Not a whole lot going for them. Um, they, uh, you know, like they, they got lucky, right? They're, they're not going to score two touchdowns in that time frame. So North Texas goes up with the, by the touchdown. They had a chance to go up more, called back, 
Snap goes high. Bernardo Rodriguez one hands it. He basically tipped it to himself, and he caught it. Got the punt off. It wasn't the greatest punt, but the fact that he got a punt off made it a great punt. And uh, that set it up for the rest of the game, right? Which is uh, Rice attempting to um, go drive for the win, right? Drive for the, the lead. There was about four minutes, 43 seconds left in that game at that point. And um, what was it? Uh, Rice just kind of petered out. A- again, it was a situation where you think this is the team that's not going to um, – they're not going to do much. Right? You don't really expect them to do much, but they always could, right? You have to be wary of that. You don't like it's not likely, but it's possible. And you don't like those kinds of things because you you leave the door open and they could get to it. And you're like, well, you know, the the chance of them winning at that point, let's not give them any chance. Give them zero chance, right? You cannot score 14 points on one drive. So let's make sure that they would have to do that, right? That's the only way they could win a game. Um it's possible for them so a guy to slip and the dude just runs through, you know, everybody, scores a touchdown, and they win the game. It's ha- it has happened. It is college football. Uh we've seen crazier things. Um so final drive, what Paget completes eight yards, right? Quick tackle. Um, and then a little rush fourteen yards, Ottaviano Juma. Um, and then sack, Kevin Wood. Big time sack, first and ten at the at the forty two. I forget what time uh was on the clock there. Uh, and then K.D. Davis, big tackle on uh, Cam Montgomery on second and 18. That set up the the third and 15, right? This is where, like, Rice got screwed a little bit, where A.J. Paget recovered the bad snap, but he had to get down on his hands, not knees, but the ref said he was down. And, you know, whatever. I think it this... If you want to get down to the argument of it, I think the spirit of the law was there where he was prone. He looked like he was not really doing much. And, they, you know, technically, I don't think he had his knee down. But whatever. They called him down. They couldn't review it. Timeout rise. At that point, there's a minute left, minute 20. Uh, you know, I think somebody was like, what's up with their bad time management? I don't know if the rice could go any faster. And this is what I was getting at, right? Like, they're a bad team. Um, they got blown out two weeks in a row against Western against uh, uh, UTSA, and the expectation was that we'd blow them out. North Texas did because, I mean, you know, like I said, lots of factors. They came in um, with a freshman qu- uh, quarterback, and, you know, they, they expected him to do some things. He has a good arm, and he threw some nice passes, right? They have big receivers, and their their entire game plan was like, we're going to run the ball, and then we're going to try to get one-on-one situations, we're going to throw it up to our receivers and see if they can make a catch. And that's going to be it. And, I mean, they got 414 yards, but it wasn't like an impressive 414. It's not like they were going up and down the field. Uh, they punted a lot. Um, but they got enough. It, it was it was interesting and, and worrisome for North Texas because the offense was bad, right? North Texas offense is not doing a whole lot. But outside of that, I didn't really think that Padgett could deal, you know, his way down the field. He's not uh, Frank Harris. uh, uh uh, was it Frank Harris the third or whatever? He's not Frank Harris. UTSA is Frank Harris at this point in his career. Maybe Paget, you know, develops into that guy. But right now, he's not that guy. Slick ball, you know, cause a mistake. And then uh, on fourth and 23, Katie Davis intercepts the ball at the 29. You know, North Texas wins the game. Apparently, that was his first interception, something that I didn't know, like his first career interception. And that's the game. 
or Texas wins an ugly game, right? I think of of the two programs that were contending for the second place spot, North Texas and um and uh what are they called the Western Kentucky? I think Western is clearly playing better right now. Um they got down uh to Florida Atlantic but they made a comeback. They got to overtime, they scored and they boldly decided to go for two. And the announcer in that game, he was all like, "Oh, well, what are you doing? You want, you know, yeah, you have a chance for a championship. You want to play. Like, you're going to give yourself a chance. Why would you go for it now? Just kick it and play defense. I appreciated that they went for two. You know, that's attempting to win a game. You have a good quarterback in Austin Reed for Western. Uh, they have a powerful offense. You know, like, basically you're saying at any point in time, we believe in our offense to get a score against any Conference USA competition to win the game, and we'll take that every time. And that's what they did. They they believe in their guys. They trusted them. They went for it, right? North Texas, uh, I don't know that we <laughs> – there's a play that we can run or a guy we can go to that we're like, this is definitely going to get, um, you know, what we need. We're going to execute in this situation. And that's, uh, I think, especially right now, right? You say guys drop the ball, this, that, and the other. I think they're playing better, but I think it's fine, whatever. It, d- it doesn't really matter. You get an ex- extra week, you give yourself a chance to play. North Texas beat Western when North Texas was playing much better football. I think at that time, Western was struggling. Um, you know, they were struggling on offense. I think it was like two weeks in a row. They were pretty bad. And, you know, that's that's how it goes. That's the season, right? Um, as it is, UTSA went 8-0 conference. North Texas went 6-2, and losing to, to UTSA and to UAB, right? That ugly UAB game. What do you think about the regular season? How how does it how does it fit you? Right? What are, what do you what do you guesstimate? I think there's some questions about everything. I'm excited about the opportunity in front of the program right now. You have a chance to win a championship. Um, if you're less than impressed by how they got there, that's fair. But these are the rules, right? This is how it works. In the same way that North Texas uh, was unimpressive on offense, but you know, <laughs> won the game based on the rules there, right? You score more points than the other team, you win. It's not how many yards you get. It's not how many first downs you get. It's not how many, you know, open field tackles you get. It's points on the scoreboard. North Texas scored 21. Rice scored 17. That equals a win. So, um, you know, North Texas finished 6-2. and two. They beat the teams in front of them. They beat them, you know, they beat them pretty handily. Uh, this Rice game was like the first time I think North Texas – underperformed against a poor team, right? Like FIU, they blew them out pretty handily. Um, who else did they play? Louisiana Tech, school record for rush yards. Um, handled their business there, right? UTEP, struggled early, handled their business late. Um, you know, ran ran for uh, a lot of yards in that one. UAB, they were dogs. They were 10-point dogs and they lost big. Um, against Western, uh, they blew them out, and North Texas were 10-point underdogs. In this game going against UTSA, 9.5 underdogs. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about UTSA, talk about the championship game uh, in a, another podcast, I think. At, at least we'll just focus on that one. This one we'll talk about Rice. Very, very huge games deserves their standalone podcast. We'll do that. Um, you know, like I, I think the objective of this game was to win. And, and I mean that like we didn't really care, right? We don't care how good they look. 
um, we we sort of know what North Texas is capable of, right? And uh, the rest of it is like keeping their powder dry. They have a game to play. You win, you have a game to play against a very good opponent in their house. And I can see where you maybe want to keep some things close to the vest. Uh, but I think a lot of what's happening right now with North Texas is that they're just trying to get through it. You know, um, they are managing injuries here and there. That UAB game was very telling. They they felt like they didn't have the run game, and so they're like, all right, let's go out there with the pass game. Let's hit them with some of this, some of that. And I think in this one, they saw that was available, you know. But I I mean, like I said, I think they were they were just sort of seeing what they can get. They played very conservatively in my mind. There was a there was some of the the usual this and that's, meaning like um, some of the the plays that we've seen them do, seen them execute. But I, I just have a feeling that North Texas has been saving some of their more clever stuff for UTSA. Now, I don't have any evidence of that. I didn't ask them. You know, I was like, you know, I, nobody's told me, yeah, we're, we haven't done any of that. But I have a strong suspicion that that was the case. Like, this, this, this looked very vanilla. And I thought it was a little risky to play like that because, as you saw, it came down to the fourth quarter, right? I think that was an unnecessary risk in a lot of ways. But... Again, if it pays off and it, you win, then whatever. That, that's the case. Uh, Rice is not a very scary team. I told you that they're very ungood. I feel like um, contrasted with like UTSA, which was playing at home against U- UTEP, and UTEP came out and jumped on uh, out to like a like a twenty-one point lead, fourteen point lead, or something like that. But they jumped out quick. They made some mistakes. UTSA got back in it. But in the fourth quarter, Frank Harris is taking shots, um, you know, as they're trying to drive for a game-tying touchdown or, or go-ahead field goal. And I wonder about that. Like, those are un- those are definitely unnecessary. But I think to them, they were like, well, let's let's keep our momentum. Let's let's keep our win streak. You know, they had a, they wanted to go undefeated in conference. Um, whatever. I, you know, you, you place your priorities, uh, and, and then you, you know, adjust to those things. If they felt like that was what they wanted to do, cool. North Texas seemed that they really have the same kind of thing to play for, um, except the chance to play, right? Which I think they were, again, sort of risky. But, you know, they, they controlled the game for the most part. They got scores. It was 14-all, and that third, the whole game moved quickly, right? I think that was a, that was another thing. Is like all the running that everybody was doing, I think North Texas ran it 30 times. Rice ran it 44 times. The game was moving very quickly, there are not a whole lot of opportunities, it didn't seem like. Um, and, I mean, North Texas scored when they had to score. They went up, and they, they got to stop. I didn't like it. <laughs> if, you know, if that's not clear. I didn't like the way they played, but I think it doesn't really matter. right? They got the win. When we talk about judging, say, like South Detroit, all these other things, we'll talk about this in, in the next podcast a little bit more, but I wrote about it in the, in the recap. I think that there's a – there's, like – a few categories of like reactions to this. Right? One is like, see, same old North Texas, important game they played like they didn't want, they were not, not ready to play, right? I don't like that, this, that, and the other. And then the other camp you have, well, we just sort of executed, we got, you know, we're in the championship game again, you gotta give them full credit, this is a team that wasn't expected to do a whole lot, uh, full credit to them, let's give them an extension, that kind of thing. Um, and then you have, uh, you know, other ones like, well, we'll wait and see. They always kind of disappoint. It doesn't really matter in this game. It's going to matter next game. And I think all of them have some element of truth, and I can understand how they got to those points, right? I think it's exciting that North Texas is in a championship game again. I've said a bunch of times that I think that 
you you can more reasonably compete for a conference title than you can anything else, right? You really don't control the college football playoff or anything like that stuff. You can't really control, um, like the team can't control the bowl game invites or the bowl opponents or anything like that. But you can say we can go win a conference title, right? These are teams that are within our range of competition, right? You can't be like, oh, well, that team just they got so much more money or whatever like that. You look at Conference USA the last 10 years, there's no team out there that has been so good or has uh, just like the resource disparity is just so great that you can't see that you can't overcome it. I think FAU in those uh, middle years were very good. They were just loaded with talent. They had like three or four NFLers. Uh, they had a good coaching staff, and they were so much better than everybody. But they didn't step out of conference and do a whole lot, right? Um, and then when they lost their quarterback, they got you know they got beat. They won the title two times in three years. Credit to them. Uh, UAB similar, right? North Texas was step for step for with UAB um, in terms of like league accomplishments, but for you know losing at Birmingham. Um, and other teams jump up and bid them, right? Rice, Rice. Rice has been tough for UAB, and uh, you know they they beat them, or they they had them beat. Well, they did beat them right last year. They beat them twice, right? Twice in a row, this year and then last year. Um, they give them problems again. Best team in the league won the conference title, um, or was competing for the conference title, uh, and you know little old Rice, which is terrible, right? Haven't had a winning season uh, since Bloomgren has been there. Uh, and haven't had a winning season overall since they won the title in 2013, uh, you know, given UAB trouble. So I think that some people interpret that as like, well, North Texas should be better by that metric, right? You know, like the league is so terrible, we should be competing for the title every year. I think that's a fair assessment. But I think at, at minimum you can say, you know, we should be competing for a title. You know, like we can, we can and so we should. Um, more often than once every decade or something like that. And if you look at Seth Luttrell and you say, well, he competed for the title, like played in the game in 2017 and in 2022. By that measure, I think it's a minimum, he succeeded. I like to say every three to four years, and, you know, two times in seven years is uh, a little out of that. Maybe it's, it's sort of like right in there, barely getting under it. But I also consider that 2018 team a very good team, right, that impressed in non-conference. I like to consider that team part of that 2017 team because that 17 team was a little early, right? They they won close games that they shouldn't have, <laughs> right? You know, they, there was, like, uh, some miracles happening on that team. They, would, they won every close game. Every bounce went their way. In 2018, it seemed like the bounces went against them, right? Uh, he got injured. Um, was it, uh, I can't think of his name, Early? Is this early? The running back, right? Um, he was dominating UTEP, uh, U not UTEP, Louisiana Tech, in that game where the they sold out. It was rocking. Apogee was rocking. The team was real good. They had already beaten Arkansas. And they lose on the last second field goal, right? North Texas drove the field. They had it. They were right there. It's, you know, it's basically game-winning field goal time, and they miss it. Uh, it gets blocked by the NFL corner. And, um, you know, like they, they go to Alabama, Birmingham, and they put up 21 points in the first half, and they don't score in the second half against a good team, right? UAB ended up, uh, I think, competing for the, the title, right, that year. It's, uh, 
they were right there. To me, that's competing for a title. Two best teams in the league. They played against them. You know, that that's it. That's fine. Uh, I don't have any qualms. But I didn't like the way that ended. I thought the bowl games and all that other stuff were, were pretty terrible. But a lot of good stuff in that 2018 team. That was very good. So I think by that metri- uh, metric measure, Seth Trill's been good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, but I think the confounding stuff is like in the in-between years, they have been embarrassing. And then also to cap those years, going to bowl games and losing by in record fashion. I think what did I say before? That in like three out of his five bowl losses, um, it's it's like the record for the worst loss <laughs> in, in bowl history. Uh, one that's kind of cheating was like the Frisco Football Classic, you know? That old, <laughs> that old uh, classic, Frisco Football Classic. Uh, you know, me and my grandfather used to go to that game uh, way back in the day. Uh, it's cheating because there's only been ever one, right? The North Texas loss. Whatever loss in that one would be the worst ever, but it's technically true. That game, I think the New Orleans Bowl game was awful, and the Myrtle Beach Bowl was awful. I mean, it, it comes out of that game where guys, uh, former players, <laughs> are like, this is embarrassing. What are we doing? This is awful. And you don't want to end your season that way, embarrassing your program. And now if you're like, well, on the field, you know, everybody's your men and they're, you know, outstanding community members. Uh, sure. I think all that's a given. And I don't, you know, they're playing football, right? They're not playing, you know, make great leaders. I mean, I know that's part of the brand and all the other stuff, but nobody buys tickets for that, right? You buy tickets to go see some f- winning football. Uh, so let's not be silly. Um. So, at, at at the core of it, n- everybody wants to be proud of the program, right? And I think the the definitions vary on what makes a makes it you, you proud of it. Is it winning against SEC opponents? Is it giving a good account of yourselves? Is it winning championships? Winning bowl games? I don't know. I think all those things add some prestige and give you some uh, pride. And I don't think any of them are bad measures. I think beating Arkansas a few years ago was good, and I think people still have a lot of pride in doing that. I think, uh, you know, winning a league title in football would go a long way towards doing that as well. But I also think getting blown out in the conference championship game in 2017 hurt things a little bit, right? There you are on TV. I mean, I was at a watch party, and one of the hosts there, the older alum, he was pretty embarrassed about it. He's like, okay, you know, I invited everybody out here, and then they're getting blown out. This is awful. I think... You want to go out there and compete and, and and give a good account of yourself. I think all that does matter. So I don't really, when people are like, oh, we don't want to go to a bowl game and get blown out again. That's true. I mean, you don't want that to happen. It's hard to get excited about North Texas under Seth Petrell going to a bowl game when every time they've gone to a bowl game under him, they've lost. And then in more cases than not, they've got blown out, right? Utah State, New Mexico Bowl blew us out. Uh, Troy, the New Orleans Bowl blew us out. Um, you know, uh, what was it? Uh, there was a loss to Army. That was everybody was proud about that one. That was a good game in 2016. But uh, you know, the Frisco Bowl against Miami, Ohio, that was disappointing. You know, all of that is not good. So, what does that mean for this game? It's another chance, another opportunity. I think if you're scared of opportunities, as a like a team, a player, a coach, all that other stuff, then it's time to step away. Now, I'm not saying Seth Luttrell is scared or any of those other things. I'm not saying that. I'm saying if that is the case, then it's time. Um, you want big games. You want tough, tough games. You want challenges. Because I think that is, at, at the baseline level, that's entertaining. 
right? I want to see that. I want to get excited about it. I want to talk to my friends. I want to get all the texts that I do. Like, hey, man, it's a big game this weekend. What do you think they're going to do? You know, all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, you know, like I said, I've done this podcast and I've done the, the, the site long enough to know when people are excited about North Texas, right? And when they're not winning, you don't get nothing. It's crick- uh, crickets. Uh, then people start criticizing what I write. They're like, you know, you left a period off that third sentence. That's awful. Whatever. It's misplaced anger. Uh, when they're good, when it's exciting, you know, um, it costs me more money. <laughs> like hosting costs. I can see the podcast downloads go go up. People are asking me, hey, where's the podcast? You know, where, where's the recap? What's going on? What are we doing? Um, and right now, people are excited. That's like the the baseline, you know, uh, uh, not direct measure of enthusiasm. But it's good. Why? Because competing for championships is good. This is why I think we should compete for championships every, you know, so often. I don't think it's a bad thing, um, you know, to play for this. I don't like when people are like, well, you know, I, I give Aldo a hard time when he was like, I'd rather win a bowl than win a championship, the, the FAU thing. I get why he said that. But I think championships are more important. Uh, to me, winning a conference championship is more prestigious than winning a made-up exhibition game, which is a bowl game. Like bowl games are, are cool and fun. You get to travel and do kind of this, that, and the other. But I think a championship, um, you know, is is something you should compete for every season, right? Like have a plan to compete for. Right? Whether or not you're going to do it, like you have a team to do it, you should at least have a plan to do it. Um, you know, like even if you were as bad as Louisiana Tech, you're like, well, uh, we're probably gonna just, you know, develop our team, and we're gonna lose a lot of stuff, but we're gonna go out there and try to win every time, and if we get it right, th- this is how you know we can compete. You know, we we might be in a situation where every team that we play is better than us on paper, and yet we still have to go out there and compete. That will ultimately develop our program. You know thinking that way. How do we win a championship? How do we win a game? How do we do that? Because when you start thinking about that at every level, eventually it starts coming true, right? Because you're moving in that direction. So, um, you know, I, I think this is a good season for North Texas because they're they're there. UTSA is a better team. Um, they're the defending champs. It's on the road. They, you know, they gave them a good game. North Texas gave them a good game in October. It is a, a tall task to ask them to do it again, but that's the game. You know what I mean? Like, that's why you play. That's why you go compete. I don't think anybody on the team, actual football players on the team, are scared of it at all. They're excited about it. They want to go do it. You look at the former players. They're excited about it. You get another chance to avenge that tough loss, that game where North Texas had them beat. You had them beat. You had it won. You you know, if if the refs review that played a little differently – then you know North Texas is saying, well, yeah, we're we're defending. Uh, well, I think we'd have to travel San Antonio again anyway, but uh, we get round two, get to do it again, same kind of deal. I think this is an ideal situation for North Texas. Um, it, as the circumstances are, I'm glad they lost that one because now they can. You know, it's harder to do it again if you're you're UTSA, but UTSA is good. Last year they beat Western Kentucky at Western Kentucky. And then they beat him again. They did it again. Uh, and then Western Kentucky came to San Antonio this season. Different quarterback, a little different situation. But UTSA beat them again. Um, you know, last year North Texas beat UTSA. 
UTSA beat North Texas at home again. It was tough, but they did it. They have a talented team. They have a talented quarterback. Guy makes plays. They are unafraid of the moment. They're willing to take chances. Um, you know, they're not conservative when it comes to winning time. And I think North Texas can do something similar. I felt like North Texas was a little conservative in that UAB game. I think it cost them. But again, that's just me, uh, my analysis of it. I think in this one, you got to go play to win. It's a team that has a lot of pride because they are the defending champs. They're going to be at home. They're n- it's we're rival, North Texas is a rival. They're not going to want to lose to North Texas at home, you know, in the championship game. And I think North Texas has to want to win at their home in, you know, for that same reason. Like, I don't know if y'all watched any of the Michigan-Ohio State game, but I think, like, you know, that that Michigan program has changed their attitude about things. Uh, They've won two in a row. You know, um, uh, Jim Harbaugh has had to change the attitude of his program. You know, he swapped out a bunch of staff. Uh, He got some uh, different players in there, changed the way he did some things to put that attitude in his program, right? And I think North Texas not, has had a good attitude about these kinds of things. They come out ready to play, ready to dominate. The way they talked about UTSA last year going into that game, they were like some of the staff, some of the players, they were ready to play. They had no fear. They were ready to dominate them. Going into this game, they were ready for it too. I thought they get a, give a good account of themselves, as they say, in that one. Uh, a lot of it has to be the same way, right? But with injuries, can you, c- uh, can you maintain the same level of enthusiasm, the same level of hunger without your top-level guys, right? Is it the second team? Whoever it is, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm just speaking generically, right? Like if Oscar Attaway was providing juice, he ain't going to be out there. So somebody else got to provide the juice, you know? Um, that kind of thing. Now, I'm not saying he was or he's, you know, nobody else can't. But I think that's that's the expectation there. I think for for you and I, you know, you can buy tickets. You can go down to San Antonio. You can be in that green section. You can be loud. Uh, that's it. You know, let's. <laughs> you can be afraid. It's you know that oh well, it's gonna hurt. It will hurt if North Texas loses. It'll suck. <laughs> um, you know, you hear them playing their stupid uh, you know uh, UTSA thing where the PA announcer does all the cheering for them, and uh, you know you'll be like. This is not fun. I don't like to be here. Maybe you were in San Antonio last time, and you saw it, and you heard it, and experienced it, and you're like, you know what? That was not fun. I don't want to know if I want to do that again. That's understandable. But you can go and think about how amazing it will be. North Texas lifting up the Conference Championship trophy on CBS Sports Network on Friday at 6.30 p.m. in San Antonio, right, on the other team's home field. That'll be better in a lot of ways. Then planting a flag, you know, I mean, Michigan's doing that, or Oklahoma did that a few years ago, whatever. Um, instead of you know planting a flag somewhere, is lifting up the trophy on their field. Last year, North Texas took their perfect season away and took their uh, you know top twenty-five ranking away from them. UTSA might be ranked again this uh, going into this one. Might be top twenty-five, FYI. Um, and uh, North Texas can take that away from them again. You also take the championship from them. You'll defeat the champs in their home, slay the dragon in its cave, right, and uh, raise it up in their house. That's the second thing that's possible 
way back when in 2013, at the start of this uh, Conference USA era, North Texas was undefeated at home, uh, looking to play to earn a bid to go to the conference championship game. Uh, they played UTSA. They lost. They had a terrible first half. Uh, UTSA was they played very much like Rice played the other day. A lot of grinding it out, getting first downs, you know, throwing to the tight end over the middle. And uh, North Texas had a little comeback. It came up short. Derek Thompson needed a touchdown, a two-point conversion uh, to, to tie it. They got close to getting that touchdown. They ended up losing the game. Game over. UTSA celebrated uh, on our field. And I, I'll say I think that they took the conference championship away from North Texas. And the next uh, game, North Texas went to Tulsa, blew out Tulsa, took out their frustration on them. Um, and uh, that North Texas team was good enough to win a conference title. I think Rice ended up winning. The same Rice team that North Texas beat that year, right? So uh, I think in a lot of ways you can say UTSA cost North Texas a championship. Well, they helped cost them, right? North Texas, you know, they could have beat Tulane also that year, right? Whatever. But as it was, circumstances were that North Texas had a chance to win, stumbled against UTSA. Rice is celebrating. I mean, UTA, uh, UTSA was celebrating on Apogee, you know, field. Uh, you can hear the UTSA chants there. Um, North Texas can do the same, right? We can be in the Alamo Dome singing the North Texas flight song. Um, I will be. Uh, well I'm trying to. I'm trying to cover this game. Uh, like I said, for CUSA report and the last football coverage, and also for MingreNation.com. So I will be in the booth, uh, or at least trying to be in the booth. Uh, I'm going to get some tickets, you know, as the fan portion of me for, for everybody else. Uh, I got family in San Antonio. I got people I know in San Antonio, friends, that kind of thing. So I'm going to do my part to try to fill up the little corner there. I know some of you are buying tickets through UTSA so you can get at a good spot. That's cool. Do it. And uh, all told, it should be a good crowd. It should be a good time. You know, we'll talk more about this and break down the game a little bit more uh, closely. Uh, talk about like UTSA, how they've changed in you know since October twenty second. I think it was. Uh, they've they've gotten better. The pr the short version of it, in case you don't get a chance to listen to that podcast, is that they've gotten better running the ball with this Barnes kid. Uh, he's more explosive for them, so they haven't had to rely on Frank Harris to do a lot of that work. Uh, they've played some poor teams. But they've, you know, they they also went to UAB and beat UAB at UAB right right before we went over there and we lost. Um, so, you know, they they're still a tough team. They still rely on Frank Harris. They still have a a passing attack. They, although they lost one of their receivers, I think it was the Clark kid, uh, which I think is the one that caught the pass over Rich Tejada. Uh, so that's not good uh, for them. And um, you know, like they're they're developing they're still good they're still dangerous um you know they they've healed up a little bit they had a little bye week but you know it's it's the same team that i think we we can expect to see they're going to be aggressive trying to stop the run and north texas run game is not as good as it was they are not going to be as tricked as faked out as they were against north texas uh offensive game plan this time around they've seen uab shut north texas down they've seen you know, this, that, and the other. And this is why I think that North Texas playing it has been playing a little bit closer to the vest. And they've gone out there saying, we're not going to show our hand. Um, and we should see some clever stuff. I think that's going to get them. 
Uh, I believe I, I've been impressed with Mike Blush, with uh, Seth the Trill, with Ani um, in executing a slightly different game plan every week. It hasn't been, you know, vanilla kind of stuff. And I think that's good. Um, the North Texas defense is going to be a little bit, it's going to be tested, right? Because UTSA came out last time and say, well, let's, we're, sh- you know, we're going to do what we do. And North Texas said, you can run the ball, but we're not going to let you pass it. And so UTSA has seen that game plan a ton. They have counters for it. And they've been s- a lot better running the ball. And we saw a little bit of that late in the North Texas UTSA game where uh, UTSA was running the ball a lot better. And so I think we got to be pre- prepared for that. North Texas hasn't been great stopping a run against UAB. They didn't do great, although that's the best run game in the league, right? Best running back in the league. They did a good job balling him up, and then, you know, he started dancing around you. It just, you know, it's tough. Um, that's add that add to the, the run game to the fact that uh, Frank Harris is still talented guy, still game breaker. He's a big-time playmaker. Uh, we saw what he did. Uh, to North Texas, found his guys when it was winning time, you know. All that said, North Texas did such a great job that they were inches away from winning the game, right? And I think that's that can give you a little hope that uh, Phil Bennett, you know, all these guys that are on the squad, Katie Davis, uh, Rich Tejada, Logan Wilson, all these dudes are playing outside their brains, and they will be hyped up, they'll be focused, they're ready to win this one. I, I don't think that we'll see a... Uh, what's the word? A uh, unenthused North Texas, right? We will see an aggressive North Texas. Will that be enough? I don't know. That's what we'll find out, and it should be fun. We can be there. You can be there to cheer them on, buy a ticket through the um, um, what they call the uh, the athletic department, all that good stuff. You know, I think for now we can be done. Um, what am I missing? There's been some basketball stuff happening. Uh, I know it's hard to switch over the the squad. Last you we left them. Right? We had a podcast with Greg. Last we left them, you. Uh, we're talking about the team sort of struggling, right? You know they had, um, they had a uh, a couple games where they didn't impress, but they had excuses. You know what I mean? Uh, and I don't think it's bad that they had those excuses. Uh, they had the flu game. <laughs> Everybody had the flu. Nobody could play. Um, you know, th- there was some issues getting their the new guys on the squad integrated. Kai Huntsbury, uh, Jaden Martinez, um, and what's his face? Uh, um, uh, I forget all the, all the dudes. But what we've seen so far is that um, Tyler Perry's come back. Ruben Jones has come back. Uh, they played uh, a, f- a couple games now. I think it's like three games, four games now, uh, now that they've had. Um, the the tournament in the in the Bahamas. Tyler Perry balled out. He had thirty five the other g- the other day. As of this podcast recording, this particular episode, they play tonight uh, at seven p.m. in the championship game. They, they beat Long Beach State. I think North Texas is the best team in this little tournament out there. So it's not super impressive. They come around away, but wins are wins. Wins are good. What we're looking for right now from that squad is cohesion. Right, building. We want them to build and continue the identity, right? Defensive identity. They have. They've been very solid defensively. Uh, even that blowout loss to St. Mary's, you saw a lot of guys hustling, playing defense, doing what they're supposed to do. We just didn't see a whole lot of offense, which always comes a little bit later, right, in basketball. 
um, it's easy to be aggressive. It's a little hard to find the rhythm, right? And uh, now that Perry's back uh, and looking fully operational, now that Ruben Jones is is getting integrated, they're they're restricting his minutes a little bit, uh, but he's finding he's finding his rhythm. Uh, it's all good, right? North Texas is is getting into the what they want to be. They have to figure out a way to get Jaden Martinez the ball so he can shoot. He's going to be a three point threat. Tyler Eady, that's the other guy. Um, you know, figuring out where he fits, uh, what the rotations look like, you know, and against what kind of teams you you know uh, each new player shines, right? The the league conference USA has you know good squads. Uh, UAB is good. Um, FAU very experienced and they're going to be pretty good. They beat Florida already. Um, those kinds of things. I think we gotta we gotta be prepared for North Texas to try to figure things out. I think the league season starts in late December. I think it it is what it is, right? But you know. It's going to be about the conference tournament, right? So you want to build up. It's like a training program, right? You don't want to max out first day. You know, that's not what you want to do. You want to build up to performance in March. And I think that's fine. That means we got to be willing to see them try some things. We got to see some things fail. We got to see them build up. So far, so good, right? We're we're seeing the defense that carried North Texas for two seasons and three versions of championships, right? A conference title, a couple, you know, conference titles, regular season titles, and then a, a tournament title. Uh, we've seen those things, the defense beat them. We want to see clutch shooting. We got Tyler Perry there. I would like to see an alternative to that. It's great. We, we can still rely on Tyler Perry being the clutch shooter guy. But I think in the NIT, we saw him sort of, I don't want to say run out of fumes, but I think we're asking a lot of Tyler Perry in, in those games. And it would have been nice to see somebody else come up just to help him out and get some clutch shots hither and thither. And, um, you know, I like what Abu Usman is doing. Uh, like I said, I like uh, Edie showing some things. Huntsbury showing that he's willing to score. I like to see a little bit more from Martinez and from, um, uh, what's the other guy? The, the other big, I forget his name. And then some growth along the way, right? It, or is Ruben Jones developing like we want him to do? Uh, I think he he showed in his return game, you know, he's limited in minutes, uh, why he's so valuable. Because uh, he can defend, he's long, but he can also get to the rim. I think that's huge. You In college basketball, in any basketball, any, sorry, Siri's listening to talk. Um, in college basketball, or any basketball for that matter, you need it you need to be able to break down a set defense and i think um you know perry can get to the rim and he can get to the rim and make plays and can score in and around the rim but i think he's best when he's dancing around the perimeter and shooting threes right i, th I think we need another threat to be able to get to the rim and i think perry being a threat from distance opens things up for reuben jones and uh, reuben jones can catch it and shoot it he's worked on that part of his game but I think him catching and attacking off the dribble is make you know that that makes North Texas more dangerous because he can attack and he can get to the rim, he can finish at the rim, um, and then he's a good enough passer and ball handler that he can also find other guys. All right, you can have situations where Perry is dribbling, finds Ruben Jones, he attacks the rim, kicks it back out to Perry for a catch and shoot three. You know, 
maximizing the abilities of our best players, right? I think that's that's the situation we like. At their best, North Texas was able to find easy points in places, right? With little dump off passes. That was that was a great thing about Javion Hamlet. Uh, his ability to play in that mid range, but also assist in the mid range, right? Um, I think the the mid range overall in college basketball. I mean, it's by old heads. It's everybody's like, oh, you know, back in the day, Mike Jordan, blah blah blah, right? You know, it, it is inefficient if you can shoot threes and that kind of stuff. But for the right player, it's the best play. And one reason is that is because, you know, you're taking six six feet <laughs> or so off the shot, uh, maybe even 12 feet uh, in some cases. And I think that, that means that, you know, the, the ball hits the rim a little softer. And if even if you miss, it can mean uh, a easy putback, right? Uh, a shorter rebound where your bigs can be, uh, brought into the game simply by virtue of being big and able just to have a little touch around the rim, right? Just a little tap in. And so your your primary scorer can be, you know, one for seven, but he can be integral to the offense because he had some <laughs> rebound assists, basically, right? You missed four shots and your big has got the ball and put it back in. Or they got a rebound and, you know, just got a second chance at it. And so I don't think that's terrible. And, uh, you know, I'd like to see... I don't think anybody on the squad outside of Abu Usman has a real, real big mid-range post, you know, like a post kind of game. But I think having somebody being able to attack the rim and create offense around there, good things happens when you attack the rim, not just get, you get to the rim, but attack it and be a threat to score. So, um, long story short, I like what North Texas is right now. They blew out uh, Long Beach State in the second half. Uh, this one's on Flow Sports. Uh, if you're having trouble finding it, you just got to sign up or something like that. Uh, there are a lot of games. <laughs> you can listen on the radio. It's fun. Very old school. Um, but, yeah, that's that's what's happening there. Uh, that's it. We'll have a podcast. We'll see if we can't get Aldo on it. Um, and um, we'll see what's what. Let me know if you're going to be in San Antonio. Uh, I don't have anything planned. I know there's like an alumni thing. I'll probably try to attend that. Uh, I'm flying in Thursday afternoon uh, from MGN HQ in the Midwest, and then I'll be I'll be there through Friday, and then uh, I'll, I think my flight is out on uh, Saturday, like 10 a.m. or something like that. So um, I expect to to be there. And I mean, here, look, let me be honest. I want to celebrate in the Riverwalk. I want North Texas to win. 50 to nothing. Uh, will they win 50 to nothing? Probably not, but I don't care. I just want North Texas to win. I want to see him left in the trophy. I want to see, you know, Seth Luttrell have to speak on uh, <laughs> have to speak on, on CBS Sports Network uh, to Judy handing the, handing the trophy over to somebody that's going to leave the conference. She's going to do that anyway, no matter who wins, but uh, that's what she's going to have to do. And then, you know, see North Texas celebrate in, uh, in San Antonio. And then, I don't know, go down to the Riverwalk wearing green. That's what I want to do. And then, you know, singing the fight song. Uh, that's that's it. That's what I want to do all week. You can join me. Let me know where, where you're going to be, what you're going to do. Uh, we'll hang out. Uh, with that said, let me play the happy fight song. This one. Going to the championship game. Now. <laughs>